Hello, hello, and welcome to the show. Series 5, episode 15. I'm your host, Jazz Wilson, and I'm here with my lovely co-host and wife, Lucy Wilson. Hello. Hello. How you doing? I'm doing tired. You? I'm also doing tired, but we're ploughing through. This heat is zapping us. So currently in the UK, it is mega hot. Do you know what, though? Think how hot it is when you do a show. True. Put that on top of this heat. I mean, do theatres have air con? I think they do, don't they? But Amdram theatres, probably not. A lot of the time, if you're just in a hall. Yeah. Hot. Or rehearsing, even. Ugh. Thinking of all you hot, sweaty rehearsing people right now. <laughs> Not in a weird way. Should I put that on the t-shirt? <laughs> you hot, sweaty rehearsal people. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah, they like that. They like that. Wonderful for you today. As always, we have a plethora of goodies for you. Is that the right word? I don't know, is it? A smorgasbord. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Insert insert word here. So let's kick it off like we always do with Album of the Week. Yeah, it is Album of the Week. And it was my choice of Album of the Week, which was, drumroll please, Gypsy, 2015, London cast recording. And I thoroughly enjoyed it. A very, very big surprise that I did enjoy it. Never heard it before. But I would listen to it again. It had that Guys and Dolls 1950s sound to it. Would you agree, Lucy? Yeah, definitely. I absolutely loved it. Um, And equally, I wasn't expecting to like it as much as I did. So that was nice. I thought I would like it because I know there's quite a few good dance numbers in there, which is obviously my thing, but I liked it more than I even imagined. So that was a fun surprise. I really enjoyed the snippets of other songs they put into the songs, if that makes sense. If you've listened to it, you'll know what I mean. Um, Favourite song? Are you ready? Go on. The Overture. (laughs) Do you know what? I was going to say the same thing. It's so good. It is. I don't usually like an Overture, as we know, but I was pleasantly surprised. It really set the scene, got you in the mood, completely set the whole album up perfectly. It's really good. I enjoyed it. I'm going to give it 4.5 out of 5 mics. Yeah, I know. That is a lot of mics. It made me want to do the show. Okay, I see. I'm going to give it four mics. Mm. Wasn't Still quite high. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty high for me. It's really not what I expected. My ears were pleasantly surprised. What were you expecting? I was expecting something more, I don't know, Cabaret Chicago, more, more showgirl, flouncy stuff. And it wasn't. It was very sophisticated, very... Not serious, but almost on a an 
adult level. Well, you have the contrast, don't you, between the songs that are for the show and the songs that are in the show about the show. Mm. <laughs> Does that make sense? Yeah. Um, if you don't know the story of Gypsy, it's about a performer. Well, that's that's all I really need to say. I don't want to say too much. But basically, you see parts of the performer on the stage and then you see the songs that aren't being performed on the performer stage. Yeah, it's like a show and a show. Yes, yeah. that's, that's a better way of saying it. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, there was a contrast in those different songs. Um, we actually listened to it together this time, didn't we? We did, which um, was a treat. And something that we discussed was how it was composed by Stephen Sondheim. Crazy. Didn't sound like a Sondheim at all. No. You'd and never know. he has such a specific sound, I really wasn't expecting it to be him. No. So, I very interesting. I didn't I? You I did. said to you, what? This can't be Sondheim. Doesn't I double-checked. like him. It yeah. is. And it was crazy. It's, it's lovely, though. But very really good. lovely. Very good. Well done, 2015 London cast. It was lovely. Be interesting to see how it compares to the original. It would indeed. Well, that's enough about the show that I picked. Lucy, what are you picking for us to listen to? From old to new, I bring to you... It doesn't rhyme. Cinderella. (laughs) (laughs) Andrew Lloyd Webber's Cinderella. Very good. There are a couple of songs that have been on Spotify for a while now, but the actual full album has only been released a couple of weeks. Yeah. Maybe less. Um, I haven't listened to the full album yet. It's a long one, nearly two hours. Wow. Just to prepare yourself, yeah. So what's that like? That's like a full show. Is there any script? Maybe I don't know. Andrew Lloyd Webber is true. He does like a song. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So yeah, there must be some script, but I think yeah. We're not actually thinking about it. Jesus Christ, no script. Joseph, no script. Starlight Express, no script. Cats, no script. Mm -hmm. Maybe just can't write words. (laughs) Well, no, because if you compose a musical, you don't write the lyrics. Yeah. Um, sorry. That's true. That is a valid point. Yeah. I didn't actually mean to say that. That is, could also be true. But if you compose a musical, you don't write the script is what I meant to say. You have an idea yeah. of where the story is going, but then you sometimes get a writer in to true. write the script. True. Can you tell I'm tired? I'm struggling to tell you what I mean, aren't I? It's fine. It's fine. The words are there. Not necessarily in the right order, but they're there. <laughs> Like me on stage most of the time. Yeah, so it's brand new. Describe the album cover it for is, everyone listening. Oh, now this is going to be like, is it pink? That You know that dress thing when they say, is it pink or is it blue? Is that the two colours? Can't remember, green or blue or something. Some people would say this is purple. I would say it's more blue. Um, and it has the silhouette outline of a woman with a pink skirt. And then on the bottom, it says Cinderella in blue letters. Um, 2021, as I said, it's new. Recent. And it is called Andrew Lloyd Webber's Cinderella. Very cool. That is our album of the week to listen to. So please do 
listen along with us and let us know what you think of it. We love to hear your feedback. That was all for... Album of the Week! Yeah! Now over to Tom in the studio with the movie musical section. Take it away, Tom. Hello and welcome back to the movie musicals segment, which is something I always struggle to say, even though it's not that difficult. Um, Thank you for the lovely handover, Jazz and Lucy, as always. Um, Today, we're going to be talking about Into the Woods. So if you haven't seen this film and you want to check out this review without having any spoilers or anything like that, then you can head over to Disney Plus uh, and you can watch it on there. Uh, If not, then strap in because we're going to talk about it. Um, I've been really struggling to call this film Into the Woods because I keep saying Into the Heights because In the Heights is on my mind and it's not even Into the Heights, it's just In the Heights, but I guess it's it's on my brain. So apologies if I say that at any point. I, I'm really struggling to stop myself from saying it. Um, Anyway, so in Into the Woods, I almost did it already. Into the Woods is based on the smash hit Stephen Sondheim musical, West Side Story. I'm kidding. Of course, it's based on Into the Woods. Um, so Sondheim obviously is a big name in musical theatre. Um, and I'm surprised that it took this long for a film to get made of, you know, something of his that's maybe a, a bit less known. I, I I'm waiting for them to do an Assassin's movie or something, but maybe we'll get there one day. Anyway, so this this was released in 2014, so a little while ago now. Um, it's about various different fairy tale characters um, and kind of their the way their stories end and, and what happens after the stories end. And they all kind of connect and link in together. Um, it's got a great cast. It's got Anna Kendrick. It's got Meryl Streep. It's got Chris Pine. It's got James Corden, Emily Blunt, Christine Baranski, um, lots and lots and lots of famous people. Um, so yeah, I, I, I remember when this film was, was released and the thinking that the trailer looked incredible. Um, so I went and saw this at the cinema, but I haven't watched it since. So it was really interesting to go back to. Um, yeah, I, I think Sondheim is is a difficult beast to tackle. So, you know, it's quite... Um, it's 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 a task basically. So th- this film had a, a lot to to stand up to, you know, standing in the shadows of giants. Um, this film was actually nominated for three Oscars, I believe. So best achievement in costume design, best achievement in production design, uh, and best performance by an actress in a supporting role that went to Meryl Streep. It's nominated for three Golden Globes, uh, a couple of BAFTA awards, uh, Screen Actors Guild for Meryl Streep. She she was nominated for an award. Um, yeah, and I think it, it's it was well deserved for Meryl Streep to be nominated specifically for a few things. She's she's great. We love Meryl Streep. Um, but one thing I did want to talk about is the the costume element because obviously it was nominated for for costume for an Oscar. Um, I think the costume in this film is incredible, and sort of all of the sort of cinematography and set design uh, is fantastic. It's like gives you a really uh, solid sort of specific view of that world and it's like instantly recognizable as kind of fairy tale but it's also not super classical fairy tale i mean it kind of is to an extent but there's there's some some really cool stuff um especially the the wolf costume i always think is is really cool they could have gone down a cat's route with it you know and um 
had it so that the wolf was CGI'd, but instead they decided to use a uh, costume uh, to, you know, sort of show the character, which I think is a really, really great choice. And I wish they'd done that with cats, but the less said on that, the better. We'll talk about that one day, I'm sure. Um, yeah, I can't say the same for Johnny Depp's performance. I think Johnny Depp was a bit of a, a throw in um, personally, just to get people to go and see the film. And I could be wrong, but I've heard that the wolf um, multi-rolls as one of the princes. I think it might be Rapunzel's prince. Um, so I I feel like, you know, they, they could have done that in the film. I think that would have been a really interesting choice, but they didn't, alas. So, you know, we move on. Um, this film was directed by Rob Marshall, who you might know for directing some other pretty big uh, musical films like Mary Poppins Returns and Chicago, which, um, you know, Chicago's massively beloved. Um, and I don't really have much of a gauge on Mary Poppins Returns, to be honest. But um, we'll, maybe we'll come back to that one one day as well, because um, I think that's an interesting film. He also directed some of the Pirates of the Caribbean films. So if you like things like that, this guy is uh, this guy's pretty familiar with that sort of <laughs> Disney and musical world. Um, I personally think there was something missing from this film. If I'm being completely honest, I don't love it. I feel like they Disneyfied it a little bit and the film is not as dark as it could be. Apparently the stage show is incredibly dark and knowing Stephen Sondheim and his other work, I it makes a lot of sense that it would be dark, you know? Um, and I feel like, yeah, they, they kind of took out a lot of that stuff or at least dumbed it down. Like, okay, spoiler, but there's there's a scene where someone's, I think Jack's mum dies. I can't, I can't remember if she dies or if, if she's just really badly hurt, but it was very, very unclear what had happened. Um, and I don't know, it just could have been so much darker, I think. And it's a real shame that it wasn't. There's... Uh, there's this moment in in the middle of the film where it seems like everyone's at their happily ever after and then things take a turn for the worse, which is when the film starts to get even darker. Um, and apparently that's the interval in the actual show. And a lot of people tend to go home in the interval because they think the show's over. And then there's this whole other half of the show that's really dark. And um, I feel like in the in the stage show, it's probably... I mean, I've never seen the stage show, so take this with a pinch of salt. But I feel like in the stage show, it's probably earned a little bit more than in the film. In the film, it was kind of like, meh, I'm not really that invested in any of the stakes, to be honest. But yeah. Um, let's talk about the soundtrack, because I actually really like the film soundtrack. I've, I've listened a little bit to the stage show version, and I think the film soundtrack is is better but maybe i'm biased because i listened to the film soundtrack first um but i i think it's a really really great soundtrack it's really catchy um incredibly complex you know if you know sondheim and i think the cast really make it um meryl streep obviously she's great she's fantastic she's a really good choice for that role anna kendrick as cinderella i think is pretty choice casting then you've got chris pine Let's talk about Chris Pine because I did not know the man could sing until I watched this film. And I think he's got a really great voice. And I personally think he is one of the best actors or characters, at least, in this film. And I wish he had a bit more screen time. But unfortunately, that's not how the musical works. Um, Emily Blunt, I think, is really good as the baker's wife. 
James Corden. Let's talk about James Corden a little bit because long-time listeners of the show will know that I'm maybe not the biggest fan. Um, but I really like him in this. I think he was a really good choice for the Baker. He's a little bit frustrating and it's, I think in hindsight, looking back on it now, it's it's maybe a bit harder to watch because you know who James Corden is. But at that time, that was sort of his rise to fame and it was quite nice to see him do something like that. So I think maybe that depends when you watch it, I suppose. Um, yeah, Lilla Crawford and um, Daniel Huttlestone, who play Red Riding Hood and Jack. I just want to give a shout out to them because I think they're they're really young in this film, but they stand out. They were a really good choice. Daniel Huttlestone was um, Gavroche, you know, in um, the Les Mis film. Uh, and I don't think I've seen Lilla Crawford do anything before, but I think they did a really, really good job. And I think they were, they were really well cast. Little Red Riding Hood is incredibly annoying. Um, and I think, yeah, I think it was just played really well. Um, so overall, I'm going to give this film two and a half stars out of five, which I know is not very high. I'm not the biggest fan of the film. Uh, there's two, two and a half stars at a push, I think. Um, but there, there are, it does have some merit. There are some really good moments in it. And I do think it's worth a watch. It's a good maybe Sunday afternoon watch. I think I've said this about a lot of musicals. Um, if you want to watch something similar, I recommend check out things that Rob Marshall's done, like Mary Poppins Returns or Chicago. Uh, join us next week, and we are going to be talking about The Best Little Whorehouse in Texas, which you can watch on Amazon Prime right now if you want to. Um, I've never seen this film before, and I'm really excited to, uh, especially to get my, my fill of Dolly Parton for the week. Um, yeah, love you all. Goodbye. Thanks, Tom. That was the bomb. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Like we said in the last episode, Lucy was doing the bit after Tom. Was it worth the wait? Yeah, sure. Well, I thought it was. Let us know <laughs> what you thought. <laughs> you can message us on it's all an act at outlook.com or on our social medias. Now, moving on, a pressing matter. That has been going on since this season of It's All An Act started. Now, I must address it because we are almost halfway through. I can't believe it's only yeah. been that long. It feels like longer. <laughs> <laughs> Christopher Biggins. Right. Now, putting a plea out there. Biggins, we would love you to be on this show. I don't mean physically because, you know thing that's happening in the world but virtually as a guest we would love to have a chat with you so this is my plead i was gonna say you're saying we a lot the yeah. oh, the well not the only person i don't want to sound like i wouldn't want him on but the the person who is desperate for yeah. this to happen is jazz i don't he's got some sort of obsession i'm a bit worried no it's not obsession <laughs> I'm not obsessed. I don't stalk him. Just a request to see. It was a it was a thing for this year to see if we could make it happen. So now I'm putting I, that plea out again. There all all the we's in this to you, listeners. I'm talking to the listeners. We okay. They want it too. Okay. I can feel it. I can sense it. You know. So get out there. On social media, put it out there. Biggins on It's All An Act. Get it. Hashtag Biggins on It's All An Act. 
Simple, right? Let's get this hashtag rolling. Get biggins listening to this. And that would make my day. <laughs> Lucy, some final words of wisdom for the listeners before we go. Chocolate is really nice. That, that is true. In moderation. Wonderful. Thank you, everyone, for listening. You know what to do. Tell a friend about us. And tell biggins about us. We'll be back in your ears again soon. Bye! Bye. Oh. Ah. At podcast.